Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Lainey, and welcome to the Lainey Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. Welcome back, I should say. Hey, Sasha. Hi, season three. What, 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 what? People have been asking for it. Yeah, thanks for your back. emails and thanks for um, caring and wondering <laughs> where we've caring. been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where have we been? It was just a tornado of busyness. Like the summer season, it kind of gets slow around August and then boom, we're right back with TIFF and both of us work TIFF. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should talk about like your amazing experiences during TIFF. And then there was the Emmys and then blah, 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 Thanksgiving in Canada. So anyway, we're we're here and uh, we're back to answer your um, drama questions. Yes. And there have been a lot since we've been away. So we will tackle two goodies today, I hope. Well, tell me first about um, Tiff. Well, I mean, I think the highlight that you know is… Do, fill in the blanks. Angelina Charlie. Jolie. No. Oh, my God. No. Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> oh, Charlie Hunnam. Okay. Oh, sorry. I was like yeah. picking major superstar. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But you of were course. thinking Horndog. Yes. Yeah. All, you always fall back to Horndog. Okay. But okay. So you're not on the same vibes. Okay. Well, we can talk about Angelina Jolie. Um, well, because see, I… That, what's so boring is like as exciting as that moment was yeah. of getting her and, and seeing her fucking… 100 million children walk down the red carpet. It was awesome, but I don't have like anything else to tell you other than she has a plethora of children and she walked in looking immaculate. Well, I think that that's, this is the shit I want to hear. Like when you were telling me the story and then I relayed it on the blog, I feel like it's way better coming from you where you talked about how as soon as she walked in, it was almost like it was a cathedral. Like, Oh, absolutely. And angels did Okay, just set it up though, because as I told people, typically on a red carpet, um, people will fucking bludgeon you to death (laughs) for an interview, right? Like people are bananas on a red carpet, especially for somebody like… It's chaos. It's 300. It's gladiator, right? Like screaming. Yeah. There are like hatchets going, like spit and blood is flying everywhere. I mean, this obviously is hyperbole, but it is not a classy joint. No, it gets pretty like rough and tumble in those situations. And so we were in um, not the best position. And um, like that, of course, as a producer made me really stress out because I was like, fuck, if I come back home with no Angelina, like I'm going to be not the star of uh, my workplace. Anyway, but… yeah, there was just so much excitement before leading up to it. And then, yeah, as you said, typically at a red carpet, people are fighting like motherfuckers to like backstab each other, get whatever <laughs> they need. Yeah. And in that moment when she came, it was silence. It was like someone had just like sucked out all the oxygen in that room. No one said a fucking peep. And she just walked by in silence. Like you could hear the pitter patter of all these children walking by you. Yeah. And luckily we did get the interview with Angelina, like a quick little soundbite. 
But yeah, she's striking. She's absolutely striking. Well, what I found really interesting is that when, because I, I looked back at the audio and the video, and because it's video, you can still hear rustling and the crowd behind her um, that was the audience, you know, walking yes. behind and filling the theater. And so uh, it was amazing to me to get your account and Tracy's account, who was the eTalk reporter yes. that was working the carpet that night, because both of you talked about like the cathedral effect of her walking in. And you don't really get that in the video in the sense of it's not complete silence, but normally a video like that, you hear people, Angelina! Yeah. Wow! A question, throwing questions yeah. out, freaking out. And freaking out, because that's what you yeah. have to do to get a star's attention. And these cynical reporters were quiet and respectful and like in awe, not even respectful. No one, <laughs> None of us have fucking any respect for ourselves or for celebrities, but it was just like everyone just froze in time. But fuck Angelina, she's beautiful. Fine. Let's just talk about another beautiful human. Okay, Charlie Hannah. Okay, so what do you need to tell me? Since I need you, to tell you this. I didn't get any of these interviews. You, I, need, I didn't get this assignment. So let I, me just get that out. I need to tell you that I realized that I am like a horrible wife because in the interview, Charlie Hunnam talks about how he lost so much weight for this role. In fact, he weighed less than me in this film. Which pa is like What painful. is this, Papillon? Yeah, Papillon. Okay. Which is like painful to hear when you're like, oh, okay, someone who's like six foot four and is a human formed male weighs less than me. But I found him so, and he's super thin still in the interview. He's probably like a buck 50, um, is still so fucking hot. Yeah. But rewind, remember how um, Corey, my husband, was suffering appendicitis and also lost a <laughs> disgusting oh, no. amount of weight. I have never been so body shaming as a wife. Like I was like, you're disgusting, your neck's thin. Oh my God, your legs are so skinny, your waist. Oh my God. Like I was like so mean to him, yet parallel universe is Charlie Hunnam who weighs, who was weighing like, the exact same as Corey. I like popped major bone for him. I'm a horrible person. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> Anyway, let, thankfully, Corey has gained some weight, so we're okay. Yeah. He's no longer… In the beer area? Yes. <laughs> That's how we get to pack those pounds on it, is through beer. Um, okay. Well, thank you for uh, waiting oh, patiently wait. for us. No, wait. Well, I oh, my God. something else. Right. An update Sorry, on your is life. Is annoying? But I feel like no, I have I, lots to say. Well, I, I… Listen, you just… This is a gloat moment for you, so why don't you go ahead. You just… Gloated yeah. at me about Charlie Hunnam, which is an assignment I wanted. And now <laughs> can I tell you another assignment that you want? <sighs> which is this Friday, I have jury duty. I don't know if I'm gonna actually be on this uh whatever the fuck it's called. I don't even fuck you. I'm gonna be uh, in the hopes of being a juror for ideally some sort of mass murder case. Well, okay. So just so just to recap, Sasha and I are the only people who want to do jury duty. Like, yes. this is something we do have in common that we bond over. And you're the dick who, when it came in the mail, like the summons or whatever yeah, you call it. You took a picture of it for you. You. Took picture, <laughs> you took a picture of it and you sent it to me. And then you had to come by my office and like wave it in my face. Yes, but I would hope that you would do the same if that happened to you. I feel like we'll, I'm going to do this for the both of us. And I've been studying. Have you seen the Netflix series Confession Tapes or heard no. of it? So it's all about these like false confessions that are caught on tape and like these uh, horrible things that have happened to people and they were made to say that they were 
guilty when they weren't. Anyway, so I'm practicing so that when it's my time as a juror, I will be fair and I will not be bullied into a guilty verdict okay. or non-guilty verdict. I, I'm so <laughs> jealous. Like, I have daydreams and fantasies about being on a jury and being that, like, first of all, I would want to be, are you going to try and be the foreperson of the jury? Well, like, I don't know the what jury means. boss? I, oh, there's like a jury boss. I don't want to be the jury boss. I want to be the person who isn't flaunting my intelligence, but in fact is taking all the details, all the notes, and going to sway them all when they're all fucking dummies. Okay, so in the movie about the jury, you are the one who, like, they're all, like… I save the day. Guilty, guilty, or yeah. not guilty, and you come in and you're like, yes. but what about the piece of evidence exactly. that blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's what I hope. So you have a hero moment. Yeah. Okay. Cut to I won't be part of this. I know that this is what my – I know what will happen. I will probably not get picked. Oh, Which is going to be really sad, but at least I'm I get to so see the process. jealous. Like, I, I feel like I would be such a kick-ass – You would be great. But at the same time, like, I'm warning you, I'm not trying to, like – I'm not trying to push any dark energy on you. No, don't, but- don't. No, no, please. <laughs> I actually – this is going to – I'm going to freak out. Please don't. I'm not. No, I'm not saying. No, I'm but just you're going to say something that's no, going to. No, I'm just to- saying things disqualify like us people in in our profession. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something like no. horrible about someone's God. like bloody bludgeon no, 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 fucking no, no, no. knife will hurt I'm me. just saying that like I've heard that people in certain professions get. You know, I also love telemarketing. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard this. And so when the phone rings and it's telemarketing, I always want to do the survey. I always want to participate. But the second question is always, are you a member of the media or do you work yeah. for a media or a broadcast company? And when I say yes, they're like, okay, sorry, we have to end the call here. And isn't kind of jury duty the same? But I wrote what my profession was when I submitted, like initially. What do you mean when you submitted? I, sorry, not when I, sorry, sorry, sorry. There's an application no, no. form? <laughs> <laughs> no, but when they first are like, hey, they're uh, like, resident, are you, like, you are maybe going to be asked to do jury duty, like, fill out this form, like, who you are, da, da, da. You have to write down your profession. Oh, And okay. so then I got the letter, and it even says on the letter, like, you've picked, been picked for jury duty as a TV producer. Okay. Anyway. I know this is not important, but, like, it… What am I going to Because, this, yeah, like, this is your auditioning for the part of juror. Yeah. I don't know yet. I ha- I, I want to actually be, like, low profile because I also don't want to be, like, discriminated against because I'm not, like, because I'm not white. And so I also want to, like, blend in. Like, I don't want to be axed from the jury. Right. So I want to be as, like, like gray and white and, <laughs> and, and like, not – like, I just want to be middle of the road. Right. So I'm just going to dress middle of the road so I don't look neither here nor there. Okay. Well, good luck. Thank you. I, I'm I'll s- let you know. Yeah. Oh my God, maybe this podcast won't ever happen because I'll be locked up in a fucking hotel room. Okay. <laughs> um, first question of season three. I would like to say that we're starting off with a straight male. We've never had a straight male ever write in to this. Wow. Okay. 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 And it's really fucking quick because as straight males, they write really quick <laughs> questions. Okay. Hi, Sash and Lainey. Hope you are both well. Question one. What, if any, are the telltale signs that a girl is faking her orgasms? Or is it simply impossible to tell? Question two. Has Taylor Swift finally jumped the shark? I would think so, but perhaps it's a bit early to really tell. Thanks, and enjoy your weekend, GM. 
How do you know he's – oh, I guess woman orgasms and how Yeah, but then the okay. second one kind of throws you yeah. for a loop. I know. <laughs> I had to wonder too, but that first question okay. made me realize that okay. he is fucking females right now. All right. So um, – What do you have to say about that? How do you, as a jury member, detect <laughs> yeah. whether or not a woman is faking an orgasm? Well, I actually don't think it is – the act of the faked orgasm. It's what happens after, right? Because you can't fake displeasure or, um, or, or like needing to get s- to do something else afterwards. You know what I mean? Like when you've had actual orgasm, you're like, ah, like you need a fucking beat to like right. rest. If you faked an orgasm and like you're up and out of bed or you're checking your fucking emails right after or you have like a disappointed look on your face or you're like have energy to do something – I feel like that's the telltale sign. Not the actual orgasm part. Yeah. It's the after the orgasm part is when you can tell if someone has faked it or not. I think it's – but I think that varies from person to person. Like, you know, in the all the fucking dirty, horny books that I read, yeah. which I love so much, after orgasm, the typical reaction is like cuddling and kissing and like, you know, super high intense emotion. Yasik and I, like, after I have an orgasm, I'm like, okay, bye. That's what I mean. See you later. But you're Like, get out of my face. Oh, okay. (laughs) But that's kind of you in general. (laughs) I don't know if this… I have taken what I have come for. Okay. Um, But, so, I… But, again, they're half… Like, I mean, there must be… I'm not a unicorn. I'm not that unique. So, listen to me, that unique. I'm not unique, so there must be other women like me who are like, oh, I'm satisfied, see you later. But in that satisfaction, you're like, I need some chill. Like, you're chill, right? Right, yes. You're not fucking scratching at the fucking door and, like, still have all this pent-up energy or, like, needing to fucking multitask right after it. No. You need a fucking beat to relax. Yeah. I, I, at the, yes. I, I don't know that we, you and I, both of us, feel chill afterwards. I don't know if we're a monolith, though. I don't know if you and I represent all women. Hey, of course not. <laughs> ladies, can you, if you are the type to want to go for a run after you come, um, like right after, like yeah. bolt out of the goddamn bed is yeah. what I'm trying can to say. You, can you hit us up? Because we'd like to read your thoughts and your experience on, um, it, it can be anonymous, on the next episode so that we can, you know, get a different perspective. Yeah, because my point would be, if you're a woman and you've just faked it, there's some anger. So there's some residual anger that you didn't get your rocks off. So you either are unpleasant afterwards, like kind of bitter, or or you're like, you fucking got to get out of bed and do something because you haven't released the tension. See, here's here's where I keep thinking and coming around to it because, okay, we haven't talked about this, but I'm a dark time um, – for the most part, sex person. You like ha- so, sorry, like I like it at night. You like it at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's very rare where the sun is up and yes, unless you know we're away on a trip or something. Yeah, and it's like five o'clock in the afternoon. I've been on the beach all day and I'm just loving life. And I'm like, let's do it right now. Right. But for the most part, I I prefer nighttime like, sex. Nighttime sex. Yeah. But there are people who love morning sex. Now think about those people. They get up or they like. Uh, whatever, and they, like, do it, and then they have to go to work. So, but there's a beat. I'm not talking about laying in bed for fucking hours. I'm just talking about there has to be, like, you have to pay attention to the person. They're not, they have, like, a moment of relaxation in their aura. They're not just fucking jamming. Like, you don't have that, 
like the whole point, it's like after a sneeze, you just like need to like, oh, okay, like that felt fucking good, right? I'm not like, I'm not angsty after a fucking sneeze. So that's my point is like, it's the nuances after that you can take a cue of. But fuck, listen, I have heard, I have lived in many places whereby there are people having sex upstairs, downstairs, and I've heard many a fake orgasm. Yeah. Because, you know, generally speaking, the ones that are fucking like hee-haw and they're the night away, I call fake sometimes. That's, that's a lot of like um, my problem with… Like in university, know, I heard that all the time. I sure. heard fake chicks screaming like mercy. That's the feedback that I want to give to like porn producers because, you know, I do like a certain kind of porn. Mm. It's under like the romance or the four women category yes. and it's shot really well. We've talked about this, yeah. right? The lighting's really <laughs> good. Sure the people are attractive. Yeah. You know, the scenarios aren't corny. And But the problem sometimes is the noises. Like the woman is always like, ah. Like, you know, yeah. it, it was like, it, it's it's so, it takes me out of the moment that I need. Like, right. I'm watching porn for a reason. Right. I need to be in a moment. So I'm always like reducing or lowering the volume because it's so distracting to me. And I just wish I could give that piece of feedback. Like if you are producing these videos for women, the, please don't ask them to make those sounds. Like I just think it's so unrealistic. Although yeah. I do I do know women who call themselves screamers. I'm sure that there are for sure some peppered ones in there. But I think the majority aren't fucking like, Riding a yeah. fucking bunk and uh, yeah, uh, what's it called? If a she bronco. sounds like she's like you know that kind of honking or wailing, uh, G is that his name? GM, yeah, GM. Then uh, maybe that would be a sign. I'm I find it really interesting though, and I don't know if you if this was your intention because I it certainly was mine that we kind of are talking around answering his question. <laughs> right. Cause we don't want to fucking give the good Intel. Yeah. Like yeah. GM, sorry, but like, Sometimes thank you, you, you for writing know. in. And I don't mean for this to deter other straight men from writing in, but there for us also is like a code. Yeah. Like nobody's here to give up their secrets. Cause sometimes you need to pull that foe out and it just saves you, Whoa. it saves you a couple of, of minutes. Sometimes, like, the friends, sometimes the friends that we have out there, they share with us, but that would be compromising that, you know, that would be compromising that seal of protection. So, I, you know, so so porn sounds, and afterwards, if she, I don't know, is, like, ready to, or she doesn't take that beat and isn't, And gives you a death stare. Those are your cues. (laughs) Do we want to? Do we want to ask? Um, sorry. Do we want to answer? Has Taylor oh, Swift finally jumped the shark? Um, I don't know. Like, I it depends on what we call jumping the shark. Like, is she over? Isn't that what jumping the shark means? Well, is she done? I thought do jumping. Like, I mean, tr- like conventionally, jumping the shark. If you're talking about a TV show, is like all of a sudden you're trekking along, and then they have like a crazy storyline where you're like, what the fuck just happened? Okay, someone died out of the blue, but then it was all a dream. Oh. Yeah. I took it as, is she over? What, okay, can we just generally feel like, what's your Taylor Swift vibes right now? It seems like she is leaving, uh, she's trying to um, bring us in with something right now. There's a month to go before the release yeah. of the album. The Unless you're a Taylor Swift fan, I think that we can all 
I feel agree like what, that the first two songs, the first song was subpar. bullshit. Yeah. And the second song is okay. Yeah. It's better than the first song. Uh, what's the first song? Look look What You Made, made me, me Do. And the second song is… I don't remember. I don't even see? remember. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Is it like… Isn't it just one Ready word? for it. Oh. Ready oh, okay. for it. Um, that one's better. And I, I, I don't hate it. Like in, in a certain mood, I'm kind of into it. But I… It doesn't feel like anything like the f- last album for me. Agreed. But for me, I'm more interested in other things right now. Like, I'm really interested in Demi Lovato. I relate her album. Oh my god, that song "Sorry Not Sorry" or whatever. It's fucking. I, the, it's, it's amazing. It's such a fucking jam. A timeless jam. Yeah. I, I want to break up. Like I sometimes think, should I break up, Corey, <laughs> just so I can feel <laughs> that fucking good? Yeah. Yeah. There's a song on the album called Ruin the Friendship. Love it. About fucking Yeah. About, uh, no, Nick Jonas. Nick, yeah. yeah. I, well, it's fucking Like delicious. the day it came out, I streamed it on the way to work. And song after song, I was like, this is great. Yeah. yeah. I'm more interested in that because now at least she's in this phase, Demi, of like, t- like actually talking some truth about her life. And that's where I think the most interesting songs come from. And so like right now with Taylor Swift, everything's just so like… I'm, I'm just, I'm a bit bored. I won't say that I will be bored forever, but yeah. right now I'm like, there are more interesting people right, out there right now. Like, fucking give me pink. Give me more pink. Give me some more Demi. I'm into Miley right now. I, I hate Miley's album, but I'm really in, into Miley right now. There's more interesting people Miley's out there. album's shit. Yeah, okay, fine. I yeah. Agree. We talked about it. But, that. like, I'm with you on Demi Lovato. Like, okay, I, I want, I, is this album getting lots of hype? Yes. Okay, good. Major, and she has like a YouTube documentary coming out, which I like. It's no, but I mean, like, like I said, I listened to those songs, and I was like, great. Yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question, but we we turned a Taylor Swift question into a discussion about Demi Lovato, so maybe that's there you a go. sign. I agree. Yeah, thanks, GM. Thanks, GM. Sorry, uh, but sorry, but not sorry. Yeah, and <laughs> for those of you who are like, um, you have an orgasm and then you run a marathon, let us know. Hit us up. I don't think you guys exist. But anyways, okay. Next question. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, I don't really know where to start, but my long-term relationship with my partner, Jay, has become a real mess. We've been together for 12 years. We live together but are unmarried. We discussed this at a le- we discussed this at length a few years ago, and after thinking long and hard about our future, I decided to stay with him because I thought my love for him was too great to throw away for the sake of a wedding. But that was just the start of our problems. A few years ago, when I was 32, we talked about trying for a baby, something I really wanted. He also really wants children, but finds it frustrating um, to try. So we agreed to stop using contraception, but he wouldn't entertain the idea of trying to increase the frequency of our intercourse or even getting more strategic with the timing of when we had sex. He was adamant that he didn't want pressure added to our already dwindling sex life. I went along with this and didn't force the issue, but unsurprisingly, I also never got pregnant. Fast forward to today. I'm now about to turn 36. We haven't had sex in a year, and I'm so frustrated I want to scream. My partner has lost his father 18 months ago and almost immediately afterwards developed his own chronic health issues. As you can imagine, this has meant 
the end of our sex life. And given my age, I'm pretty sure my hopes of having a baby are all but done. I do love him. I am trying to be super supportive and I feel such sympathy with what he has endured. But I also feel like I'm trapped in a dead-end relationship. What should I do? Am I just being a selfish bitch? As I mentioned, talking to him just hasn't worked and I've tried every way of broaching the subject I can think of. Any advice gratefully received? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, first of all, I I really want to say that although, you know, all that science about having kids over 35 and what the chances are slim to blah, but slim, blah, blah. Not but to none, but it's, slim. It's not like we don't have example after example of women, women who have had babies after 35. Oh my God. No, no. She has so, so much more time. Yeah, she has like, so much more time. Please don't think that that's an impossibility. I think, first of all, I, I, I would like you to stop thinking that. Um, but you hit on something that's interesting. She has time. So just keep keep going, but time is actually an important part of this. That's right. <laughs> given that, given that though, in terms of how your relationship is going, I don't think you're being selfish. I think sex and physical intimacy is an important part of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that you have appreciated that he has been going through a hard time physically and emotionally with the loss of his father and his health problems. And I think you've been quite understanding. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you would call yourself selfish. I I think that you've oh, been… it's the opposite. Yeah. If he's not going to give you um, marriage, he's not going to give you a baby, if he's not going to give you sex or sexual intimacy of any kind, if he's not going to give you the level of communication you're looking for, I mean, come on. Like, you, you're working from zero at this point. There's nothing more you can do. And I and it's funny because one of my really close friends is, like, in this exact situation. And I think you'll find that a lot if you talk to some of your friends. Like, people have been in these dead-end relationships for years and years and years. And I think what's so important is you owe it to yourself to actually be a bit selfish because just because he's content with how it is doesn't mean that you should be content with that. And so like live your goddamn life. And yeah, I mean, I feel bad that he's dealing with some chronic health issues, but trust me, if it's not that, it'll be something else. Another parent will die or he'll lose his job. There'll always be something that you'll feel like emotionally um, connected to that you can't break up about, you can't break up with him over because you'll just feel you'll feel the feels. But sometimes you have to cut that shit off and like really concentrate on how you feel, which is like you feel like you're in a dead-end relationship. You're fucking unfulfilled. You're not happy. Like like go get all of that. Leave that relationship and go get that because that's what I want to come back to, which is time. You actually have time on your side right now. You're only fucking, what'd you say, 36? Mm-hmm. Dude, you can still get pregnant. You can still find, you can still get married and you can still fuck your brains out for a long time after this. So it's like, do it now and don't wait until you're fucking 60 and want to fucking kill yourself because you're still with this motherfucker. Yeah. Who's drained like every bit of happiness out of you. I like how you put it because you're like, okay, even though we're supposed to be selfless or love is an outward emotion, you give it. Like… You do have to get something back. And it doesn't sound like she's getting anything back, right? Like she wanted to get married. He didn't want to get married. She wants a kid. He's like, okay, but only under these conditions. And I won't like… And I won't fuck you to have it. (laughs) Like, okay, well, that's not a deal. And now we haven't fucked in a year. Yeah. 
and so and you're unhappy. There was a part of me when you were reading that, and I was like, okay, should they be getting outside help? And I know that's always recommended, but she doesn't years. sound like. I just think that if they're going to be going to therapy, they have to work on three things. Physical intimacy, mm-hmm. his emotional issues, and their, like, she clearly is, a, like, not feeling good about the no marriage thing. Mm-hmm. So you have to, like, so whatever compromise is reached, those three things are on the table, and compromising means she loses out on all of them. Because there's no compromise with kids, right? And she's already sacrificed. It's not even compromise anymore. Yeah. She's sacrificed everything the last yeah. 12 years. Um, and, and there's something to be said that like, yeah, I bet you guys have like a really great friendship. That's what makes it hard to end any relationship that's been long term. It's like you have such a great friendship that's such a foundation and like keeps it going. But like you don't need another friend. You don't need to like – you don't need that. You don't need that. Um so yeah, like as hard yeah. as it is, like I would cut your losses. It's never going to get easier to come to this decision. You're just going to get angrier and um, more resentful. So before you even get there and then you start beating yourself up because you've wasted so much time, like fucking do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do There's it also now. like I got the sense that the way she was writing about it, what was like coming across to me anyway was this wasn't should I do this. It was… I want to do this. Just tell me. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And um, I think both of us want to tell you it's okay. Go. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Go. Leave. Yeah. That's going to be hard too. Like it's a mess. When yeah, you, yeah. It's you've not been with be for 12 years, you're dividing property and like you're moving and whatever. But harder things have been done and it's probably going to be harder to live your life in exactly. a lovely situation that – Yeah. That – you you had nothing like nothing. You took nothing out of it. That that is the shittier end of the deal is to l- live in misery. I yeah. wonder if I could do that. Okay, go be single for a while then. Yeah, like and, and let us know how many orgasms you fake. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have a you have a lifetime. Full if you of have fake a orgasm, li- you develop a library of different <laughs> fake outs. Then maybe we'll share one or two totally. of them. With GM totally. and not give away the oh. entire catalog of and, fake outs, but just like a couple. And maybe we add audio to our next um, our next podcast. If you want to send in some of your best fake orgasms, <laughs> send them via whatever file that people use on the internet and we'll play some of them. Oh, come that, on. Do that. That would be so that's much That's really fun. good. Actually, I want to go back to GM. Hopefully, he's still listening and not mad at us. Oh, my God. He but be us. like, listen, I will tell you that there's no one way to fake it. There is like an entire acting repertoire of how f- faking is done. So we yeah. can show you that. We yeah. can give you examples of that. Exactly. Well, look at just look at porn. Oh, Yasik would like to oh, make Yasik his, is very his debut, his season three debut. What do you want to say? I think we've gotten to the point where I don't need to fake because, like I said, it's done and then get the fuck out. Oh, yeah. This chick isn't faking. She'll just like <laughs> fucking hate you afterward, enduring. She'll let you know. Um, Great. Well, thank you for joining us for um, our first episode of season three. Yeah. So your homework is to let us know if you have orgasms in the morning or no, no, if you have orgasms and then go running or like (laughs) attempt very, um, very stimulating activities. Or send us sound files yes. of, of your fake orgasm. The latter. The latter. I feel like that's more interesting. And, and fucking Yasin. And jury duty experiences. <laughs> yes. 
keep your questions coming to Sasha at LadyGossip.com. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.